The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew. Jesus said, When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people from one another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at the left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed of my father. Inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food, or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these who are members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will also answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry, or thirsty, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not take care of you? Then he will answer them, Truly I tell you, Just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. Holy and loving God, write a message on our heart. Bless us, direct us, and send us out. Living letters of the word. Amen. Please be seated. Several years ago, the Reverend Dylan Mortimer, a artist and pastor from Kansas City, Missouri, created a series of sculptures that he installed in various cities from Tennessee to New York. And the sculptures appear at first glance to be old-fashioned phone booths, And if you don't know what a phone booth is, ask one of us with the gray hair. But upon closer inspection, they turn out not to be phone booths, but prayer booths. The booths include the familiar iconography, but instead of telephone, they read prayer. And instead of the white icon of a telephone handset, they display an image of praying hands. There is a fold-down cushion for kneeling where the phone would have been, and there are words of instruction and inspiration. And no, you do not need a dime or a quarter to pray, although as the vestry considers their budget for next year, that might not be a bad idea. Just kidding. Folks who encounters the, encountered these booths in the wild had a variety of reaction. 
from surprise to amusement, and some people actually used them. A woman struggling financially prayed for gratitude, and one child prayed for their hamster who was sick. A reporter asked the artist himself why they created the booths. He said he wanted to spark discussion with a dash of humor about the role of prayer and then, moreover, the role of God in our daily life. The topic of the role of God in our daily life is especially appropriate today, this last Sunday before the beginning of Advent, a feast known as Christ the King Sunday. Christ the King is a fairly young feast, conceived of less than 100 years ago in 1925 by Pope Pius XI. While many parts of the world were enjoying the frivolities of the 1920s, Pope Pius was feeling cranky. He wrote, Seeds of discord have been sown far and wide, bitter enmities and rivalries between nations which still hinder so much the cause of peace. Thank goodness those challenges are a thing of the past. So the Bishop of Rome declared a new feast for this day, Christ the King. For Christ should reign in the hearts of men and in the wills of men, so that people will order their lives as to be worthy of faithful and obedient subjects of the divine king. The image of a king, while it may have appealed to Pope Pius, is not as helpful a metaphor for us in the 21st century, especially here in America, a nation that was born in the crucible of revolution and founded on the principles of democracy. But regardless of what image resonates with us, the root of the question remains. What is the role of God in your life? Our role in God's life is quite clear, spelled out in today's Old Testament reading from the prophet Ezekiel. For the prophet reports, thus says the Lord God, I myself will search for my sheep and will seek them out. I will rescue them from all the places to which they have been scattered. I will seek the lost. I will bring back the strayed. I will bind up the injured. I will strengthen the weak. I will feed them with justice. Like a shepherd, God loves us and will care for us eternally. God seeks us. God strives for us. And even when we are lost, even when we try to avoid God, even when the desperate realities of this life so bruise our soul that we can't even imagine a life that returns to normal, the power of God breaks through. God is always here. But how do we respond? What do we do in the face of such love, such power? Can we find the time to respond? Or are we, if we dare to admit it, myself included, too busy? I don't know about you, but I'm so busy I don't have much time to be lost. 
But if we do stop to evaluate our lives, we might ask ourselves if our busyness creates actual value, or are we addicted to the facade of our own busyness? Aren't we called to wade through all of this mess and find room for God? I wish I could tell you I have some magic formula to make the busyness or exhaustion of life go away. Life continues, and I fear life seems to get busier and more exhausting day after day. But I can tell you that making room for God is possible. Regardless of how important we are or how important we think we are, we can find some amount of time every day to acknowledge God, to be aware of the presence of God, and to pray with God. Like the real phone booths of years ago that we used to pass on every corner, we can pause at regular intervals on the road of life, and instead of worrying about this or that, we can spend some time with God. The ancient monastics, those monks and nuns, organized their days on a rule, a list of requirements for every day in a particular order that included everything from high-minded study and theology to the basic occupations of life. And this schedule included several breaks for prayer. Perhaps you could create a 21st century rule for yourself, and in your rule you could establish time for prayer. Perhaps in this holiday season, amid all of our seasonal stress and packed calendars, we might find some more time for prayer. And that could all, that could create and live into a routine that would serve us well for many seasons to come. And perhaps that routine of prayer after time and practice will be the first step towards doing the good work that Jesus asks us to do this morning, to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, to welcome the other, to visit the stranger. That list that Jesus gives us before the sheep and the goats is intimidating and scary. And upon hearing it, I almost wonder how can I even begin to do any of it? I can barely find my shoes in the morning. And you expect me, Jesus, to fix all these problems? I don't believe that Jesus expects solutions by the close of business today. But if we approach God in prayer with a heart open to the voice of God, the work may begin. And you don't need a booth. All you need is a quiet moment to turn off your phone or the TV or whatever make noise in your life and turn to God and say, I am listening. Reverend, Mort Reverend Mortimer, the creator of the prayer booths, once said this about prayer. The truly scary reality is that people could be praying all around you and you wouldn't even know it. And that is kind of the point.
on this Christ the King Sunday, as we begin to prepare for the birth of the Emmanuel, the God with us, perhaps we can reflect on how we are with God, how we seek that peace that only God can give, and the amazing things that can happen when we enjoy and practice a strong connection with God. In a few short weeks, we will sing once again, let every heart prepare him room. May our preparations begin today. Amen.